Oh my gosh. Hi ladies. Happy Thursday. Gosh, is it just me? The weeks are just flying by. <sighs> so I want to jump on today to talk about codependency and the third sphere of partnership. This is something that I love talking about because it really, I feel like is a really inspiring topic. Um, and it's something that is really, really poignant for a lot of women because it's really hard to know sometimes, am I falling victim of a codependent relationship or am I actually building something with someone that is actually nourishing me and nourishing something bigger than me? So let's jump right into that. First off, oh, before we uh, talk about this conversation, I just want to let you know that I am so excited. Over the weekend, my girlfriend came to visit and she got me the sweetest little gift. She bought me a little crystal and this is called an agate geode crystal. And it's all about tapping into that intuitive guidance, that just inner knowing, that intuition. And it is so stunning and I just love it. So I've got this little crystal on, uh, on my desk here, just saying hi. And then my other girlfriend gave me this beautiful crystal that was actually shaped into the shape of a heart, but this is a labradorite crystal. And this crystal is also about really just centering and grounding and connecting back into that root heart chakra. And it's this beautiful like iridescent green color. So I just love it. Oh, I'm so grateful to the women and, and the, the supportive women in my life that support me and honor me in all of my woo and crazy crystal joy and, um, and just little reminders of, uh, that we are such magical beings, such magical beings. So let me know in the comments if you guys have crystals, if that's something you're into, um, something I'm playing around with more and more, but I just love them. They're so pretty and they, they say that they have a lot of intuitive guidance and, uh, and wisdom that are, that are in the rock. So bear with me with that. But anyways, let's talk about the third sphere of partnership and codependency. So I, I got this question from a woman inside of my inner circle coaching group. This is for my graduates that go through my coaching programs. I do live Q and A's with them. And she was asking me, she said, Teal, you know, how do I know if I'm falling in love with someone that is a true partner? Or how do I know if this is someone that you know is a potential toxic partner? And I thought that this was a really, really great question because it, it is, it can be sometimes hard to know when you're in the lusts of falling in love if this is someone that actually is um, gonna nourish you in the ways that you need for the long term, or if you're just getting caught up into those lust love goggles and then you wake up one day and say, oh crap, this is still a toxic codependent relationship. And so it's a really, really beautiful question that she asked and I wanna make sure that I address it and share with you guys as well so that you can really be identifying and making sure, okay, no, I'm not getting into a codependent relationship. This really is something valuable and real and something that can be sustainable for the long term, right? My new mantra for life is sustainable, not drainable, okay? <laughs> Hashtag sustain, not drain. Um, because when we're in a place of feeling sustained, that's when we really get to be in our best self. So when we talk about codependency, the way I like to think about it is really in terms of two spheres, right? Two spheres, kind of like a Venn diagram that kind of come into each other and overlap. And codependent relationships happen because there are pieces of your sphere that are not complete. There's like these little slivers, almost like little pie slivers that are not complete. And so people fall into codependent relationships because their pie slice of emptiness and your pie slice of emptiness 
click into place and you become a complete sphere, right? But when we do this, we find ourselves losing ourselves in the relationship. And, and many of you probably are very aware of codependent relationships and how toxic they can be, but I'm gonna to talk to it anyways because it can be really easy to fall into. So here are some big, big identifiers for you if you find yourself falling into a codependent relationship. One thing being you find yourself prioritizing time with the other person over time with yourself or time with girlfriends or time with family members. It can be um, saying no to opportunities, right? That you love because that other person may not love them. And three, like really losing yourself in the relationship, losing that sense of identity, losing that sense of self because you are now in a partnership. And I think especially, you know, early on in our lives, it can be really easy to do that because we just want to be loved. We just want to have that person. We just want to be able to say that we can be in a relationship and check the box on Facebook, right? But at the end of the day, it, it can be very, um, very toxic, it can be very um, disorienting. I think that's a really good word, disorienting, to be in this kind of relationship because we end up sacrificing ourselves for the needs of this other person. And that is not healthy and that is not sustainable. And here's why that's not sustainable, because over time, you guys are gonna start to resent each other. You're gonna start realizing, maybe in the beginning it's fine, maybe you both have a love of bocce ball and you guys go play bocce ball every day and it's great. And then you realize that you also have this passion of flying kites. I don't know where I'm getting these things from, right? But you love flying kites, but he doesn't like flying kites. And instead of being supportive, he ends up just saying, you know what, like, kind of annoys me that you like to fly kites. Like, what are you, like a five-year-old, right? Like, why don't you stop flying kites? <laughs> or whatever. Or he just makes weird faces when you say you're going to go fly kites. Or he just passive-aggressively just shows you that it doesn't feel safe for you to want to go and pursue that part of yourself that feels good. And instead of honoring you and honoring that passion and saying, no, I, this is what I love and I'm going to do that and I'm going to own that you start sinking into that feeling of like, maybe I shouldn't like heights anymore. Maybe that's not something that I really do like. Maybe, maybe I need to be better, right? And we start going into our head and we start overanalyzing and overthinking and questioning everything. And next thing we know, we're not flying kites. We're not, we're not doing any of the things. We're not painting our nails. We're, not, we're wearing our hair in a certain way. We're not dressing the ways we want because we don't feel valued or seen or recognized or loved by our partner because of the way that they're influencing us. This is such an easy slip that can, and, it, and like a, uh, what is it, a slippery slope that can happen in relationships where we start to slowly lose our identity of who we really are in the relationship because we're trying to fit ourselves into the mold of pleasing somebody else. And give me some hearts and some thumbs ups if this is something that is resonating for you or that you've seen either happen with yourself or with others, comment below if this is something that you've seen with yourself or others. Um, because it's really important to bring awareness to this and to start to recognize like, oh crap, yes, this is happening. I'm finding myself falling down the slippery slope, right? And when we do that, we're sliding ourselves slowly into a codependent relationship, which is not healthy. Because what happens is then all of a sudden we wake up one day, a year, two, three, five, ten years later, 
and we don't even recognize ourselves anymore because we don't even understand what are the things that make us happy anymore. Okay? This is really important, really important. We don't understand or recognize the things that make us happy anymore. Maybe, heck, it's 10 years and you're in a relationship, you're in a marriage now where you don't feel happy in the marriage anymore because you don't feel like you can make yourself happy because it doesn't feel safe to make yourself happy because your partner doesn't like the things that you like or the things that make you happy or doesn't respect the things that make you happy. This is where we fall into the toxicity of codependent relationships, okay? And it starts with those little things in those little moments. Hi, Sophia, where we are just recognizing, oh my gosh, maybe it's not safe to be me in this relationship, right? And instead of honoring that and standing in that, we succumb to what they want. So when this happens and we find ourselves in that codependent relationship, it's like their little pieces and our little pieces that are not strong click into place and we're completing each other instead of being on our own. And what it looks like to be in a healthy relationship is to have two spheres that are completely whole, right? You are your whole self, they are their whole self, and you guys get to come together and create something even bigger than yourself. What I call the third sphere of partnership, where you are not trying to complete each other, you're not trying to dictate how the other person needs to be for you, you guys are coming together as truly whole and complete people. And from that place, you guys get to create something even bigger than yourself, which is the relationship together. And I have, oh my gosh, I'm just um, thrilled to death with my client, Gina. I'm working with her right now. And she is really getting to this place in her relationships. And I'm celebrating it so much because she just kind of got on a call today. Today, she's like, Teal, I can't believe it. Like, he really is saying we are co-creating something so much bigger than ourselves. And it feels so nourishing. And I feel like I can truly be just my queenly essence. And he loves me for it, right? I don't even feel worried or, or like I need to, to need anything from him because I get to just be me and he adores that. And that is what I want for each and every single one of you. I want each and every single one of you to be in a place where you can be 110% whole and complete in who you are and love the fact that you love doing underwater basket weaving and he can go off and do his crazy, you know, guys trips, hunting trips, whatever it is, right? And that you can honor each other in those unique aspects of yourself and then come together and share in those different experiences, right? And bring that together into something so much bigger than yourself. That's really what it means to be in a secure, healthy relationship. And it's so easy to, to recognize and know like, oh yeah, I know I need to be in a healthy relationship, but to actually do it in practice is a whole nother thing, right? And it, it starts with those little slippery moments that don't feel like much, but then it's like checking in with yourself. Does this really feel right? Does this really feel good to me? Does this really feel like it's honoring that goddess within myself to be sacrificing parts of yourself, right? I really truly believe that we don't need to be sacrificing parts of ourselves. We may need to make compromises on little aspects, but not sacrificing the things that really make us us, the things that really light you up and, and keep that shine alive and keep that passion alive. So I'm going to pause for a second. So if you write a question in here, she said, um, I've yet to find enough alignment where I feel like I'm fully seen and supported in doing what I love. Mm, and I'd love to have you elaborate a little bit more on that, Sophia. Um, because I guess really to, to deepen into that, 
it starts with making sure that we know who we are, right? <laughs> That's like the key number one here. Before we can attract someone who allows us to feel like we're fully seen and supported, we have to make sure that we feel really whole and complete and, and recognizing all the things that make us who we are and supporting ourselves in that and honoring and respecting ourselves in that. And that can sometimes be even harder. It's like, well, I actually don't know what lights me up. I don't know what makes me happy. I don't know. I don't know what my values are. I don't know what my boundaries are. These are the first things to really learn and, and be cognizant of, 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 of really uh, deepening into, right? Because it can be really easy. Hi, Danny. It can be really easy to fall into that trap of, well, I, I do like the things he likes and he seems like a cool person. So maybe I'll just adopt the things that he likes. But that can be a trap as well, right? Because then next thing you know, you've just adopted all the things that he likes if you don't really know what you like. And then you're questioning like, well, wait a second, am I just like becoming this like little, like, um, like I don't know, mini me version of him? Like that isn't gonna ever give any contrast, any juiciness to the relationship. If you guys just like all the same things and you're always doing all the same things together, there's no, there's no um, tension, rubber band tension in the relationship, right? We want to keep in a relationship kind of this nice tension. You know, if you think about, a, uh, I'll use my little um, bracelet as an example. You want the relationship to feel this nice little bit of tension here. And I'm not talking about tension in a bad way. I'm talking about tension in a good way. Whereas if, if the relationship is floppy like this, right, where you don't have any of your own needs, you don't have any of your own boundaries, you don't have any of your own desires and passions, the relationship is just kind of floppy. And this is where that codependency comes in, where you just kind of get all just scooped up into each other's lives and into each other's decisions and ideas and beliefs and thoughts. Beliefs is a big one, right? This is not a healthy relationship. This is just losing yourself within the relationship. When we can start to expand out, pull away, and come back to who we really are on this side, right, and who they are on this side, it gets to be this really nice, just tautness in the relationship, which is the strength, the strength in the relationship, right? There's no strength in this. This is a great, great example. There's no strength in this. This is where the strength really comes in. And this is you having your passions, him having his passions, and you get to come together and co-create something beautiful where you bring in your ideas and your beliefs and your passions and he brings in his and you guys get to just create something really um, sustainable and growing and evolving, right? And that's how we don't lose that passion within the relationship. A lot of people talk about, you know, Oh, well, marriage after a few years, you just lose that passion and it all just dwindles and dies. Well, I'm not married yet, but I've been together with my man for seven years. It feels like we've been married that long. And I will tell you, the passion has not died. It has not dwindled at all because we keep growing on our own. We keep evolving as we are as individuals. And so we're always coming together into this beautiful co-creative like expanding partnership where we get to challenge each other and push each other to continue to up level and that again is this idea of a really healthy ideal partnership versus being in this more just kind of trying to fit into each other's weak spots right um sophia says i'm young and i tend to grow a lot faster or in a different direction from a partner 
and find out more about myself that doesn't fit with the person that I'm with. Mmm, mmm. Really great, really great comment here, Sophia, and I love your self-awareness in this. And I think really the thing here for you is it's okay. It's okay to be growing faster than your partners. I can imagine it's very frustrating to be with someone that you don't see as growing and you do feel like you are growing and it can, can feel that energetic map dismatch, you know? Um, but you also mentioned that you're young and that this is something you're still learning about who you are and so it's completely okay to use these men in a sense as little lily pads to jump from, right? like each one is allowing you to learn more about who you are in yourself and that is really powerful so I know it can be kind of frustrating it's like oh but I just want my person right I just want my one person you will find that one person don't you even worry about that the most important thing though is that we want to be in relationship because it allows us to feel supported for who we are and so if these men are not allowing you to feel supported in who you are you're doing the right thing by releasing them and letting them go and there will be a time where you in that expansive energy of self-growth and learning is going to naturally just attract another type of man that is also in that path and journey of learning and the two of you can continue to kind of share that journey together and it will be a very co-creative partnership. So keep exploring, keep looking, or not even looking, but just keep playing and enjoying the presences that you have with these different men and these different partners, knowing that over time, they're going to, the right one's gonna click into place. And in the meantime, you get to learn a ton about what you like, what you don't like, and who you really are at your core. Um, she says, with all these stepping stone fragment expander relationships, it's getting exhausting. I know, I know, it can be really exhausting. I want to be ready to own and be appreciated and complimented in my true energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I feel you, girl. I feel you. It can be really frustrating and exhausting. And I, I went through a good eight years of that myself. Um, and so part of it is just allowing yourself to take that time to... Just have the patience, right? To know that your perfect person is coming to you in exactly the right divine timing. And the other part of it is maybe just taking a little bit of extra time for reflection to recognize what are the things that I'm learning from each of these relationships? What are the things that I can really pull into that perfect vision of how I really wanna feel? Hi, Sarah. Um, in that perfect ideal partnership, knowing that I've learned so much from all these fragmented expander relationships. I love how you put it that way. And pulling all those little elements, almost like recipes in a cake, you know, saying, okay, so it works well when I've got a little bit of sugar, when I got a little bit of egg, when I got a little bit of brown sugar, right? A uh, little chocolate chip sprinkled in there and start to pull from all these things to co-create that beautiful vision of what it is that you really are looking for. And not in a checklist of qualities, but in how you really want to feel in that relationship. Okay? So I think that that will be really, really powerful for you. So just to wrap up with this, I want to just really end it with this, this idea that, first off, when you're with the right man, and you're, when you're really with that true soulmate, that soulmate companion, you can't mess it up. You get to truly be your 100% self as you are, quirks and all, right? And he will love you more for it. So if anyone is making you feel bad or making you feel inferior for being your true self, just notice it. Just notice it. Notice how it makes you feel. And 
reach out to me if you need help in communicating that because we don't want to lash out. We don't want to attack them being like, don't make me feel that way, right? That's not going to help anything. But there's a way to communicate in a way that makes them feel like they can hear you and recognize, oh, okay, maybe that's not a good way to be approaching her. That's not a way to be operating around her because we need to teach people how to be in our presence. We need to teach people what our triggers are and what our needs are and what our boundaries are. People don't know what those are right off the bat. So we have to make sure that we are honoring and knowing what those things are for ourselves and then teaching by communicating to, to those people in our lives how that makes us feel and how we want to be treated, right? But when you are with that person that truly adores you and loves you, when you share these things, they're going to love you more for it. They're going to respect you for communicating that to them. And they're going to continue to shift and evolve to make sure that they're supporting you in the right ways. And when you, second thing, when you are in a truly nourishing, healthy relationship, even if something happened and they left, even if something happened and you realized this isn't right for me anymore, I need to break up with this person, you know that you are whole and complete when you can get to that point of feeling that even if this person were to leave, I know I'm going to be okay. That's how you know that you haven't fallen into that codependency. If you feel like if I break up, if, if, if this relationship ends, I'm doomed, I'm dead, I can't come back from this. That's a real indicator and red flag that it's some time to maybe like readjust and, and pull yourself out of maybe a potentially toxic or, co or codependent relationship. But when you know that, God, I love this person so much. I really want this relationship to work as much as possible. I want to be with this person forever. But even if it doesn't work out, I'm going to be okay. That's when you know that you are in a good space and you're in a healthy place and that your relationship is in a healthy place. So uh, I want you to take some time to just really digest everything I've shared here. This has been a really juicy conversation. Thanks for the ladies who jumped on. Um, <laughs> I love Sophia's like recipes and a cake. I love that. How do I want the cake to taste? Yes. How do I want the cake to taste? How do I want it to feel? Um, for all of you watching for either live or in the replay, I would love for you to comment. What has been your biggest takeaway from this lesson and this, uh, this conversation and how can you really take inspired action from this place to make any sort of shifts that may need to happen? And once again, always reach out if this is something that you'd like support with. Also, if you have not joined me for my free masterclass, I will leave the link below. This is a powerful free 90 minute workshop that I'm going to be teaching the actual fundamentals of what it takes to really be in a healthy relationship and truly give you some really powerful questions to ask yourself and think deeper on, are there things that I need to shift to make sure that I am creating the fundamentals for a healthy relationship? So I highly recommend watching that workshop. Um, and, and once again, reaching out to me and letting me know what have been your biggest takeaways, because this is something that I am just so passionate about and, and truly live on the daily with my partner. And, um, it makes me feel so happy to know that I can stand in this and really speak to the truth of this and let you know this is possible. Having this kind of third sphere of partnership is completely possible. We just have to make sure that we believe it's possible and that we're going to stand in that power and that strength and making sure that we are not settling for any less than that. So leave you with that for today, my loves. Have a beautiful Thursday. We'll talk soon.
Thanks for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Relaxing to Love podcast. If you are loving what you're hearing, please, I would love for you to write me a heartfelt review. It means so much for the success of this podcast. And honestly, I love hearing what really hits home for your soul and the feedback. Really, I read every piece of it. So definitely pop me a love note and share this with a friend. Share this with someone who you know could really use this message today. And let's keep spreading the love. Until next time.